Okay. Have you done it? I think you've done it. Well, well, I'll call you short. Bye. Um, hi. Again, we've won the battle, at least temporarily, with the uh, with the WebEx. This year is dedicated in honor of Rabbi Bravin, with whom I had the honor and benefit of learning at Yeshivata Miftar 95 to 96. This was sent to us from by Yitzmas. Yitzmas, I remember very well, was assumed in the Yeshiva. And I hope you don't think that this means that I have kind of kicked the bucket or something. You have to make a note of that. No kick the bucket. Or not yet kicked the bucket. Anyway, anyway, um, I want to talk about Noah. Now everybody knows about Noah. Everybody loves Noah. You know, uh, the if you go to the gun, any gun, or you go to uh, a cheder, or you go to a school, they're all teaching the children about Noah, and they all love it. They all love it. There were floors in the Teva and the Ark. The people up on this floor and the animals on that floor. And they make them and they do them and they show them. And they love it. They love it. But we are a little bit troubled by the story. And so we want to look into certain things. One is that I want you to remember that that in Paragvav, Paragvav Pasuktet, Paragvav Pasuktet, you see it? You should see it. Just one second, just one second. Okay, here it is. Here it is. Where is it? Ela told us Noach. Noach is Sadiq. Noach. Ela told us Noach. These are the generations of Noach. And then the Gemara, the, the Chumash says, Noach is Sadiq. Rashi. Ela told us Noach Noach is Sadiq. What does Rashi say? Oh il viskiru sipebishkiro sipebishvacho. Ela told us Noach, there's a mention of Noach. So it's uh, according to Rashi, common that when you mention somebody, you say something nice about them. It just uh, so the something nice was Noach is Sadiq. Shinemar, and this is there's a proof text to what Rashi is saying, and that is Zecher Tzadik Livracha. Zecher Tzadik, when you mention the Tzadik, it's always Livracha. And here we're talking about a Tzadik, that's uh, Noach. 
And so we say something nice about him. Noach ish sadik. Ele toldot Noach. Noach ish sadik. However, Rashi doesn't tell us what exactly the nature of his righteousness was. Zecher tzadik libracha. Okay, great. Davaracher, Rashi says. Davaracher, you see it? Lilametcha. In order to teach us. She'ikar toldotehem shel tzadikim ma'asim tovim. They tell us that a tzadik, when you talk about a tzadik, and you say, what is it that the that the tzadikim left us? What did they give us? Oh, they gave us ma'asim tovim. But again, we're kind of missing what these Masim Tovim were. I mean, why would the Torah not be willing to tell us why Noah was called a tzaddik? But apparently he, the, the Torah is not willing to tell us. Bidorotab, tzaddik haya bidorotab. You see bidorotab mean in his generation. His generation. Yeshvi rabotenu doshim otolishvach. There are the, amongst the Rabbanim who interpret the Psukim of the Torah, there are those who say that this is Lishvach, that this is in praise of him. Sadiq Hayabidorotav in his generation, right? There are those who think, think that this statement is in praise of Noah. Again, how does it come to be in praise of Noah? If he lived at a time when there were other tzaddikim, righteous people, he would be considered to be a greater tzaddik. There are those who find it to be uh, less than complimentary, something uh, uh, unacceptable about Noah, Lefi Doro Hayat Sadiki, he could be called a Tzadik in his generation where everybody was a bad guy. If he lived at the time of Avram Avinu, Lo he would not be considered righteous at all. So for this Rashi, this one line of Rashi, we have a whole new vision of, of Noah. First of all, we don't know if he's really a tzaddik or not. We don't know. Maybe the reason that the Torah doesn't tell us about his sitkut is because it wasn't real. It wasn't something that had to be, had to be told, maybe. But in any event, Rashi, Rashi has forever, forever left us with this idea, left us with this idea that we don't know. We don't know. I mean, a tzaddik, to call somebody a tzaddik, that sounds like absolute good. That's something that we should be able to kind of put our fingers on. And the Torah, after all, says, Noach is Sadiq. 
Along comes Rashi, and Rashi tells us, so I look at the sources, I see some Rabbanim who think that this is complementary, and others who think that it's not complementary. So Noah becomes, right at the beginning, right before he builds the Teva, before he builds the Ark, before he goes into the, into the stormy weather, just to the background, the background story. Who is Noah? Rashi says, I don't know. I don't know. Because Rashi doesn't say one of them is right and one of them is wrong. Rashi doesn't say uh, of course he's a tzaddik. He doesn't say that. He says, we don't know. We don't know. In other words, the Torah, according to Rashi, wants us to be in doubt about this personality. And the reason that Rashi wants us to be in doubt is stated clearly in the next part of the Rashi. Rashi says, You see it? Rashi says, when it comes to describing Avraham, it says, He goes before me. Right? Which I went before him. Rashi. Rashi says that Noah needed support to go with God. Rashi is sort of like telling us about the word Noach. Noah went with God. Now that sounds like a big compliment to me. Along comes Rashi and says, He went with God. Why did he go with God? Because he was shaky. He was not, you know, so so perfectly confident. Abraham, but Abraham, with Abraham, it says, God said to Abraham, you can go first. You go before me. Because you're the important person in the story. You're the person who is creating something in the world, Abraham. So even, so not only is he not a tzaddik, but we've answered another question. How come the world, the created world, didn't start from Noah? Why didn't Noah receive a promise from HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Why didn't Noah do what he was supposed to do? As the creator of the world, that's what Rashi says, right? Do you see the Rashi? See the Rashi. Rashi says.
It was Rashi has successfully made Noach into a uh, unclear, unclear personality on the one hand, and less impressive than Avram Avinu on the other hand. Nothing is mentioned in the Chumash about Avram Avinu and, and Noach. What connection they have with each other? There's another 10 generations that have to pass between Noach and Avram Avinu. Why did Rashi go out of his way to tell us that okay, maybe that's a strange idea, but it sounds good. It sounds positive. It sounds like Noach is a good person, an important person. Rashi says no. I told you that the story of Noah is divided into two parts. The story of Noah until he builds the ark and the, the flood and 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 the flood comes to that that's one part. And then after they all go out of the ark back into the world, that's the second part, the second part of the story. So the second part of the story you just want uh, one one uh, uh Breshit Perik Chet Pasuk Aleph, you see it? Vayizkor Elohim et Noach. How does the second part of the story begin? It begins with those words, Vayizkor Elohim et Noach. Now we know that we say Psukim of Zichronot, Psukim that conjure up memories. Right, we say Malchiot. Kingships, Zichronot and Shofarot, Shofarot are blasts of the Shofar, Sukim refer to the blasts of the Shofar. One of the Psukim of Zichronot on Rosh Hashanah is this puzzle. Vayizkoi Lekimit Noach. So Vayizkoi Lekimit Noach, Rashi says, Zehashem, Midat Hadinhu. Zehashem, this name for God is Din, is judgment. And somehow, somehow it can be turned into mercy, even though it's by its nature din. The prayer of the righteous. And the wickedness of the wicked. God saw that there was a lot of evil in the world. A lot of evil in the world by Yom HaShem. And Chem, God said, I'll wipe them out. For who? Shame. Midat Rachamim. So what I think that Rashi is saying is, what, what, what is this word by Yiskor? Why say by Yiskor? That God remembered Noah. God doesn't remember things. It's not as though 
it's forgotten or it's remembered. I mean, God does what God does. Certainly in the Chumash, why does he say, he remembered Noah? The Rashi, Rashi is saying that something happened. Something happened, and what happened was, what happened was that the, the change from Din to Rachamim, from a harsh judgment to a merciful one, it now happened because of the actions of the righteous. And he doesn't say, he doesn't say that that's what Noah is doing. But I think that's what Rashi means. By his Noah, it was Noah somehow who had enough strength of personality in order to, to change Elohim Din to Rachamim. That's what Rashi says. You see, Rashi says in the first wide line, by Yomer Hashem Emche. Behu Hashem Right? It's like the wrong the wrong words should have been Elohim. Behu Shem Midat Rachamim. Behu Shem Midat Rachamim. He's called him at Noach. Mazachar Lahem Lebeimot. Okay, Rashi is a different different question. But you understand that Rashi is sort of saying that what happened is the world. The world is created Breshit Bara Elokim. Elokim is Din. A world created with a Din could not be supported. It couldn't last. Because the Din is too harsh. Any any Din without Rachamim cannot be supported. That was the learning that, that Noah was able to teach us. And so Rashi says, Rashi, Rashi, uh, Rashi says, Again, Rashi says, if you look, if I look here, by Yiskorel of Kim Zashem Midat Din Hu. Rashi looks at the name, Elokim, and Elokim says, is Midas Adin, and Midas Adin means harsh, harsh, precise, right on, right on line. Vin Hefchal Midat Rachamim. And it's a, it turns into, it changes from din to rachamim. tzadikim. With the tzadikim who pray for the mercy of HaKadosh Baruch Rishatan shel rishaim. And on the other hand, Rashi wants to add that the wickedness of the wicked, changes rachamim, into Elohim Din, Shinemar, Shinemar, whatever it's Shinemar. So that means that what had to change in the makeup of the world, in the makeup of the world was the original concept was that the world would be, would be created by Din, and the people of the people who are involved were not able to live up to that standard. They're not able to live up to that stand. So you might say that from this Rashi, from this Rashi, there's an attempt to, to explain something about the new world and how 
important Noah was in that new world. The new world was that there was a a kind of a, a pliability. There was some kind of possibility of things changing. That you didn't, you were born into a world of Elohim, but you could change it into a world of Rachamim. This was not possible in the world of Adam Arishon, the first man, Chava, the first woman, and if you had Cain and Hevel and the stake, right? They were all judged perfectly. They were all ju judged precisely. But now there was something new. It was something new that was led by by Noah actually that there could be there could be a, a a change even though you lived for a while within the din but you were not able to support that kind of lifestyle so things changed and you became a rachamim addict and that's how it went back and forth you're always trying to get the better, and you can't always get the better. And that's what Vayiskor, Vayiskor is an active verb. God did something. Vayiskor Elohimit Noach doesn't mean that Elohim remembered Noach, but Elohim enabled Noach to live with Din and Rachamim. With Din and Rachamim. So we understand. We understand that the activity of a Kodesh Baruch vis-a-vis -vis Noah produced an essential change in the world. And that essential change was comparable to a new creation. The world was recreated. And we know <coughs> that the second Pasuk in the Torah, the first Pasuk, Breshit that God created heavens and earth, but before the creation of heavens and earth, that everything was covered with, with water. And that the creation, one of the ways of looking at creation is to say that there was, creation was the distinction between different types of, of property like there was water here and no water there that's that was the change right that's why the second change the second change in the way the world was created the world of noah the second change uh uh took place the second change took place also with the water covering up the world. The water covers up the world. It's The world is uncreated. It's not, there's no distinctions. There's no dry land and oh, that, that's, that's creation. That's what we were looking for. So for Noah, the flood covered up the world that brought him back to the beginning of the world where he became the beginner of the new world. And that new world, according to Rashi, was the ability to change Din to Rachamim. The ability that we now had to demand mercy and that we would often be able to do so. We would often, often be able 
be able to do so. Okay? Okay. Now, there's one more point I would like to make. In the in the last week's parsha in Breshit, there are these ten generations between Noah, between uh, uh, Adam Arishon and Noah. We get to Noah through Lemach. He Lemach Shana Lemach lived to be uh, eighty two one hundred eighty two years. And he had a son. He, Noach, had a son. He, Lemech, had a son. I'm sorry. He had a son. What do you say? Lemech, Lemech, by the way, was the son of Metushelach, who is known for long life, for his long life. Why Noach? This will grant us right? consolation from, the, from our deeds, from our actions, from the, the tiredness caused by working, hard work, and that comes, that hard work and that difficulty comes from the Adama, from the earth, from the earth. Asher Hashem, that God has, that God has cursed. Ayamot, he lived a long time. 777. And Noach was only 500 years old. And he had three sons. Shem and Cham and Yafet. So let's try to understand what Noach might mean. Lemor, Lemor. We will be consoled by him. Rashi. Ben. Why does it say about this? Yolid Ben, that he gave birth to a to a son. It's like an add-on here. See the Pesach Kabchet. When he was 182 years old, he had a son. He had a son. Yolid Ben. Why did the Torah say Yolid Ben? You see the Posuk Lamed Bet, Vayhi Noach ben Chamesh Me'ot Shana, Noach. 
That's the way it usually is. But it's only by Lemech that it says by Yolid Ben. He gave birth to a son. I mean, you could just say, the only list sons. Why say by Yolid Ben? Rashi says, Shemimenu Nivneha Olam. Like, why did the Torah say that? Why did the Torah say by Yolid Ben? Because his son was special. The son of Noach. The son of Lemech was special. Yolid Ben, he gave birth to a Ben. Shemimenu Nivneha Olam. Now let's look at Zeyin Rashi. Rashi says, Enachmimenu et Yitzvein Yadenu. Enachmimenu et Yitzvein Yadenu. We'll feel less oppressed, less the difficulty in life will be modified. What does that mean? How is he going to make you feel better? Work hard and, and, and you won't feel it somehow. Until Noach came into the world, they had no clay macharesha. Macharesha. Hey, uh, the word escapes me. Who he prepared he prepared these tools for agriculture and the torah the, what happened after after adam arishon the things were planted but they didn't always turn out they didn't grow as they should grow the Klala of Adam Arishon. The curse that was given to first man, Bimein Noach, Nacha, Zeu Yenachameinu. It was, the curse was, the curse was that Things would not turn out. You plant something and it doesn't grow, or you plant something and something else grows. It's much more difficult than you thought. It's much more difficult than than anybody thought. So Noach is already designated as Zeyanachamenu. Not because of the not because of the Teva, not because of the Ark, not because he would be the father of the world, so to speak. As Rashi says, The world, the entire world is going to be rebuilt by the son of Lameth. So we would think that that meant that there would be a An ark. Everybody be in the ark. After the after the flood ends, the world will be rebuilt by the people in the ark who made the ark. Noah made the ark. Rashi, no, no, Rashi's not willing to do that. Not really to go in that direction. He says that Noah 
did something else. He didn't create the new world. That's why he's called it not. God remembered. God remembered, and that was the creation of the of the new world. The transfer of din to Rachamim. But here Rashi says, no, 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 you know, remember, he's not such a great tzaddik. And we don't know if he's a great tzaddik. We don't know what is really, what he is really, uh, his value is, what he managed to do in the world. We know that he, he created a certain kind of, of connection to God, a sacrifice just like Cain and Hevel did, but they were not, he was not able, he was not able to impose his ideology on his children. And if you're not able to impose your ideology on your children, you can't create a nation. And so, Noah was not Avram Avinu. Does Avram Avinu not only have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but he had a relationship with his son, with Yitzchak. And that relationship, Avram to Yitzchak, is what created the world. That created the world. Noach was a confusing personality. He may have. He may have had righteousness in him. But as you know, you get to the end of the parish, he was not able to impose that righteousness onto his own, his own children. And therefore, he, he, he couldn't be Avram Avinu. And even though the Rashi says it in somewhat of a different way, you know, Rashi says that... Uh, The nechama that that Noah brought into the world was a physical nechama. Tools, agricultural tools, made it easier for them to work, made it easier for them to live with the curse that Hakadosh Baruch Hu placed upon them. But it did not change the world that was created enough wasn't enough it was just more of the same HaKadosh Baruch Hu was willing to allow the Rachamim to overwhelm the Din and vice versa but that wasn't good enough wasn't good enough and so clearly Rashi says not like Avram Avinu. Noach, he may have been a tzaddik, he may have been, but he was not like Avram Avinu. He, Noach, he, Noach, had to be supported as he walked with God. Avram Avinu walked before God and didn't need, didn't need that support. I would add one more thing. One more thing, I think we said at the beginning that Noach 
didn't speak. He lost the ability to speak in conversation with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Noach didn't speak to God. And to remember that Adam Arishon and Chava and Kayan and Hebel, not Hebel, Kayan, the snake, they all talked in conversation to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Conversation is a very high level of intimacy. It means I can talk to you, you could talk to me, and we can express ourselves. That is something that didn't exist for Noah before the flood and didn't really exist for Noah after the flood, after the flood either. And so they were like in the world. It was no longer obvious that you could have a conversation with a Kodesh Bob. All the best. Rabbi, quick question. Quick question if you have a moment. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Just just a gorgeous lecture. I just have a question because the first person we read about in Breshit walking with God is um, Hanoch. So I'm wondering where he fits in in terms of walking with God or maybe as a, a description of a tzaddik, a characteristic of a tzaddik. Can you relate Hanoch to, um, to Noah? It's a, it's a good question. My, uh, maybe if you come next year, I'll do it. <laughs> Thank you, Rabbi. All the best. Be well. Thank you.